Hey guys, we thought we haven't pod blasted in over a year. That's hey, right. This seems like a good time to do it, so here we are. <laughs> Especially with our top 50 list coming out next episode, the first week in January, we thought, okay, we're not really going to talk about the other games, so why not hit up the top five new to us in 2015, but not released in 2015, and kind of as a... Like a, It's a flavor. It's a taste of the upcoming episode. There you go. I think that's a good way to put it. All right. So you want to get us started? We're, we're going to do the positives and negatives. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is cover our top five disappointing games that we played this year for the first time. And those could include 2015 games. Correct. My list is alphabetical, and I believe Edwards is as well. It is. Bo- both positives and negatives are, are alphabetical. Baltimore and Ohio is the top of my alphabetical list here. For negatives? For negatives. Okay, all right. I was hoping for astronaut food when I played this game. And you know what astronaut food is, right? It's a small package with a lot of sustenance in it. So (laughs) what I was hoping for was 18xx light, where I could get a near 18xx experience in an evening. And that's just not what the game is. It's a terrific game, but my disappointment comes in and I think you can attest to this too, is that it's just so close to an 18xx that I'd rather just invest the time in a real 18xx. Right. Due to the, the length of time that yeah. it takes to play, I would rather try and bust out like a 1879 or 1857, something a shorter, you know, single serving type 18xx game. All right, moving on. My first disappointment alphabetically was probably the biggest one that I had all year. And that was one of my Grail games, having not played it first before I acquired it. Mm. And that's Martin Wallace's After the Flood. Yeah. The game was just boring. It just had very little, just blah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was, we played half a game and we all looked at each other. I think it was me, Matt, and Amanda. And we looked at each other like, are we really going to do this more? Nah, <laughs> we're, we're all set. Which I shouldn't really mention this because it's killing you know the sale value. I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah. So if anybody's interested, you know I'm talking it up so well. <laughs> I felt bad that night because me, Chad, and somebody else were playing Lahav and having a great time, and you guys right. Were and all slogging. you heard was like, Ugh. so yeah, that's it. All right, next one on my list. Uh, I actually just played for the first time my first Ragnar Brothers game ever, uh, and possibly my final Canal Mania. Oh, I, for, I I don't discount all Ragnar Brother games just from that, though. Cool. I don't think that's fair. I was really pretty pumped for the, the way that the canal concessions work and then the actual network building itself. But what's really in the box is Ticket to Ride, the canal game. And the dependency on the right cards was just a bit more than I hoped for. So that was pretty disappointing. The concession stuff was awesome, but overall, not so much. Haven't played it, but I heard that, uh, yeah, that it's just okay. Yeah. All right. So for me, uh, we have a 2015 game for me, and that's Burano. I spoke mm. about this in a recent episode, so I'm not going to harp on it too much. Right. The, the cube tower, the pyramid type thing, and the way you do actions and, and all that, and the actual physical building of the of the main uh, island on Burano is pretty cool, but it just... It needed polish, it needed refinement, it needed uh, a really good developer, and this, I don't feel like, had that. So yeah, that was that was a fairly decent disappointment. I agree. I, I was really bummed uh, for both of us when you gave that report that night, because I was looking forward to it too, so now I guess I'll never get to play. 
<laughs> no big deal. Uh, the third game on my list would be Haithabu, which is a complete mismatch for my tastes. I, it, it, random screwage, random market, ag- abstract pickup and deliver. I, I'm just extremely disappointed. I am still looking for a heavy Viking-themed game that is not a pile of Ameritrash. Haithabu's not it. Very disappointing. Well, I haven't played it yet. Um, I, I do want to play it, even though... I've heard yours and multiple other people whose opinion that I trust uh, have not been favorable about the game. Uh, but I feel like I owe it to myself to try it for myself at least once, uh, if not twice. Give it, a, give it a fair shake. And I hope that I find you and everyone else that I've talked to regarding it wrong. But it's unlikely, but I'm willing to give it a try. Right on. So next up for me is probably the biggest clunker. In this list, and that was Helios. Oh, interesting. I've heard that it's a decent game two-player. We played it four-player, and the game couldn't end quick enough. Right. Just an absolute snooze fest. Just there is nothing redeeming about that game in the four-player game that I played. I have no interest in exploring it two-player. It might be decent, but you know what? Life's too short to play games in which you got to you know, find the good in it. I'm I'm just not interested like that. So yeah, Helios, no thanks. Yeah, I played that uh, three or four times and... Uh, God bless you. That's five too many. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fourth game on my list is Haithabu. I'm so disappointed in it that I'm putting it on there twice. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm sort of kidding. The fourth game on my list is Martin Wallace Ships. For my taste, it was just a, a really dull game, and I don't get how I can win playing ships when I only had ever one or two ships on the board in, in a couple of those games. So like, I think naming this game Ships is like naming a large frozen island Greenland to trick people to go there. <laughs> and you name the green one Iceland. Yeah, no thanks. Well, this was actually my fifth uh, alphabetically on my list. So yeah, I'll, I'll kind of... Kind of to go back to what I said about Helios, that um, there may be a really good game in here, um, but I'm not super excited to try and have to go searching for the game. Now, I'm, I'm still keeping my copy because I may want to investigate later. Benefit of the doubt given because I am a Martin Wallace fan, and I think that's the main reason that I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going mm-hmm. into it more, but... Unlikely, but I might. Uh, so, yeah. I, too, am a Martin Wallace fan. This is on the auction shelf already. All right. So, my, my last one, since you we, we talk ships here. Okay. Uh, and I, I don't know if this one's on us or on the game because other some friends of ours really, really enjoy this game. And that's Rolling Stock. Mm. Oh, so interesting, sir. Interesting. We went into it thinking it was a portfolio building game. And so I feel like that might be on us and the the fact that we just weren't it it's not that and so we expected it to be that and so maybe the expectations were wrong on our end and that's boo on us. I will say this though. I would like to say next BGG con get together with some uh folks in the guild that are big fans of this and have them like play it with us and, and run us through it so that maybe we can see what we did 
wrong or that we we're, we're not seeing. Right. And 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 go at it that way and see if that's that's uh, the case that it's a uh, not it's not the game it's us yeah you know that type thing so yeah rolling stock uh a temporary disappointment at, at best or at worst well i played it a, a few times and it's definitely not really about getting a lot of shares of stock or anything and i think that's right. where the disconnect is so um but yeah definitely a, a challenging game though hey at least we're over and done with the old the uh the negatives here so you you want me to start on the yeah, uh, sure. positives? Talk positive, sir. What's your what's the top one on your list there? Alphabetical top five new to us in fifteen, but not released in fifteen. And first one on the list is eighteen Arden. As soon as we played it once, I was chomping at the bit to get it played again. We've played it a handful of times, and I'm chomping at the bit to play it more. And I can't wait to play it more. This was a 18xx that starts out with 15 auctions of the minor companies and how can a game bad or be bad when it starts out with 15 auctions off the bat i think it it's just a a shining star in 18xx land in my opinion and i can't wait to get it played and odds are you're gonna hear it next uh in a couple weeks uh we share the same uh the same game listed top of our alphabetical list, 18 Arden. Oh, do we? Yes. Nice. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's a fantastic game, man. The, uh, the auctions that you mentioned, the way that companies can grow up into five and 10 share companies and how all that matters and that merger mechanic. It's uh and I like the map. I, 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 you know, I've heard some people don't like the map, but whatever. I, I enjoy the map for that game a lot. So I think it's a good map. I enjoy the map more than I do in 1830. Absolutely. All right, so what's next? All right, the next one on my list is, uh, sticking with a theme here, uh, 1849. Which I have not played yet. I really enjoyed the one play. It's um, it's short, and it's tough. We got through everything in like five hours, and um, there's some very fiscally challenging play. I feel like it wasn't as, as challenging as I was led to believe by some comments out there, but um, I think that... I see the possibility of the players actually making it more challenging on, on the other players with one or two plays down, actually. And the, the cool thing about it is, other than like narrow gauge, for example, there's only a couple of little um, outlier rules, but it's essentially 1830. Cool. Yeah, so it's like we know how to play it already in general. Very cool. I, I, I do get a kick out of the fact that this is probably the only podcast that people will listen to in which you just said, yeah, it's short. Plays in about five hours. I got a <laughs> kick out of that, uh, which I agree with. Five hours for an 18xx is fine. That's a totally reasonable amount of time. I wouldn't say it's as quick as others, but it's, it's yeah, it's just I get a kick out of that. Moving on. You bet. Next up is a game that I will never own unless it gets reprinted for the simple fact that it's even too expensive for me. Why? And that's your copy of Key Market. Oh. I really, really, really enjoyed playing Key Market. Just the 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 just everything about that game I really enjoyed. It it's not spectacular. It's not gonna be in my, you know. It's somewhere in my top hundred, I would say, you know, in, in experience. But Richard Breeze's uh, just you could you can see the bones of where Key Market 
uh, I'm sorry, where uh, Keyflower kind of may have got a little bit of the inspiration from. Hmm. And the only real negative that I have to say about it is it's going for like two, three hundred dollars in the secondary market. And on top of that, the meeples, the way they were made, they were made in layers and they kind of they unpeel, they unlaminate. And so they fall apart. But literally, that's the only thing negative I could say about it is I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the game, but I didn't enjoy it at the tune of two to three hundred dollars. Agreed, sir. Agreed. Yep. Good choice, too. Cool. The third on my list, again, alphabetically or alpha numerically, is 1880. Wow. All 18XX for you so far. Three for three. Okay. Dude, that day we played it at Paul Chad's house, that was so fun. It was a, it was a very intriguing game with some unique, unique mechanics. You know, the, the whole, like, Chinese revolution thing and the foreign investors, the foreign devils, and the unique way that the uh, operating order goes and everything. It was it was pretty interesting game. Yeah, I agree. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm really excited for the reprint, which has been on my anticipation list for the last two years. Yeah. And wait for it; it's going to be on for a third year. Apparently, um, it's supposed to be. It, it'll come when it comes, is what uh, what they said. But I, come yeah, on, I'm Ronnie, anxious for it. Get on it. Yeah, I'm anxious for this to come out. Really, really, really different but really enjoyable 18xx game 1880 good call so the third one on my list is a waro kind of war game euro hybrid uh also a three-player only game well i guess maybe it could be played with two but it's a three-player only game and that's maria so Mm. i finally got that to the table uh played it a few times this year and thoroughly enjoyed it Uh, i'm not well versed in it i'm not super proficient at the game i've only played it i think three times uh and each of those games has been with new players each time but i really love the card play and how they use regular poker suits to uh determine what cards you can play in battle to determine or based on where the location of your army is i think it's genius just really really cool and for a for a kind of a, a euro war game hybrid pretty easy to learn not not a lot of rules overhead here and just really enjoyed that so yeah that's maria yeah that, i've only gotten one play of that and it is pretty darn cool i think the, the card play is awesome it's a great abstraction for combat i think let's see number four on my list is a game we covered in the last half of this year masters of venice also my fourth one <laughs> awesome well we can kill two birds at one stone there you go under publicized underrated gem it's pretty darn cool game fantastic game it's quirky it's it's fiddly it's difficult and i absolutely love it just fell in love with this game the more the first game i was like yeah that's cool then i got a copy because it's what 15 20 bucks out oh, there yeah and then i was like Ugh. Uh, yeah, all right, we'll review it because you wanted to, and I didn't. But I was like, I'll be a team player. That's fine. And thank you, buddy. Thanks for uh, thank you. Thanks for forcing me to do that because I, I, I found out that I really love the game. So, yeah, Masters of Venice, fantastic. So I guess I'll go with my final one uh, alphabetically, and that was the still number one game on Board Game Geek, Caverna. Struggle. 
<laughs> no, not Pandemic Legacy. Sorry, guys. Uh, Twilight Struggle. Uh, only played it a few times so far this year, and we are we actually will have a third chair when we when we feature this later on this year. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to dive, delving into it more. Mechanically, relatively simple, just really elegant, which I hate that word, but it is. Uh, it really is a exciting, tense, stressful, and just awesome two-player Cold War game. I mean, just fantastic. Right on. It's very cool. I don't have much experience with the game. I think I've got two plays under my belt. But, yeah, very cool. I like the Cold War theme as well. Cool. So what's your last one? Bring it home. It's Tinner's Trail by Martin Wallace. Straddles that line on filler. but Bullshit. (laughs) That is not a filler game. Go ahead, go ahead. I love it as well. Go ahead. <laughs> I think the the weight there is the is the auctions, and you know how I love auctions, and I know you do too. But they can just be so fun, deciding when to time them if you really want to win one, or maybe just messing with people. I just have a ball when I play this game, and with all the wooden pieces in it, it just looks great on the table. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this game. It was a big surprise to me because I thought it would kind of be like a like a throwaway, like a, oh yeah, let's give this a try. It's easy to learn and whatever. And come to find out, yeah, it has a fair bit of randomness, but it makes sense. It should be. It's mining. Mining, you don't know what's under the ground. Right. Um, so I'm totally cool with it. And it was a very, very pleasant surprise for me here in 2015. Cool, man. Well, um, so hopefully that gives folks a little bit of flavor uh, and, and what's the appetite for what's coming with the top 50 next episode and speaking of which uh through some discussion and everything uh i thought it would be fun to throw up a a listener you know top 10 listener list survey survey and so i started one and we've gotten about 120 responses since this morning which is i was hoping for 10 or 15 today so this was really really exciting so if you're listening to this go check out uh on twitter uh, I've tweeted it out a couple times on our guild. Uh, it's stickied at the top of the guild. Um, or uh, we can put it in the show notes also for this, a link to go and throw in your top 10 and be a part of Heavy Cardboard History, where it's the first ever listener top 10. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I have no clue how this right is going to go. So it should be a lot of fun. All right. Then cool, uh, we'll catch you guys. I think it's January 7th, the first... Uh, Thursday in January we will well we'll be talking to you all then we'll talk to you in a couple weeks cool happy new year happy new year Merry Christmas everybody it's Tinner's Trail by Martin Wallace